Now back to the Midday Grind with Martin and Marlo on 590 The Fan and 590thefan.com. I figured I'd have it all by the time I retired. I'd have me a car worth at least a hundred grand. I'd get it one piece at a time, and it wouldn't cost me a dime. You know it's me when I come through your town. I'm going to ride around in style. I'm going to drive everybody wild. Well, we missed him last week. He is, uh, he's busy. He's walking the streets of Daytona while on Facebook. And we catch him now live, coming to you from an Outback Steakhouse in the Sunshine State. He is the one and only Kenny Wallace. Kenny, how are you, my man? Ladies and gentlemen, out of Daytona Beach, Florida, right next to Daytona International Speedway. You can hear the cars rumbling in the background. It's Kenny Wallace. How about that? This guy's fired up. I love it. The Daytona is five days away. And I think if you've been listening to this show, you've heard me talk about William if uh, William Byron. If it's been once, it's been it's been once. William Byron is on the poll. I thought he was a poet. So what they do for the Daytona five hundred, the great American race as Ken Squire named it some thirty, forty years ago. What they do is they qualify all the cars. In other words, they all go out and they, they make a timed lap around the two-and-a-half-mile Daytona Speedway. You run the car wide open. You, you you hold the gas pedal wide open, never lift off because it's very high bank. It can hold the cars easily. It's about how well these teams have built horsepower, how aerodynamic it is. So what they do is they take the first and second cars, the front row, first and second, and they are locked into the front row for the Daytona 500. So you are right. So starting first is William Byron. Now, remember, William Byron, he's driving Jeff Gordon's old car because Jeff Gordon retired. And then qualifying second is Alex Bowman. And remember, Alex Bowman is driving Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s car because he retired. So what have we learned here? We have learned that Jeff Gordon and, and Dale Jr. had some pretty fast race cars. So right. they are they are locked in. They're starting on the front row. But the deal is whoever wins the pole at Daytona doesn't usually win the race, right? It's not that it's a jinx. It just normally doesn't happen. It, it's pretty rare because, you know, this race is hard to win because, it, you know, have you ever watched those, those videos of those guys you know, and girls race bicycles around a circle track, and they all follow each other. And then, like, the last lap, they go like a bat out of hell. And and that's kind of the way this race is. You know, it's 500 miles long. It is the great American race. The Daytona 500, you've got to get to 499 miles. You know, the great Dick Trickle said, you must first finish to finish first so you can lead this race you can dominate it you know and when you go back last year jimmy johnson dominated he was leading it and got spun out you know so uh you know you got to make all your pit stops right you can't run out of gas so you got to get to the end and yes it's very hard for the man that qualifies quickest to win it you must first finish to finish first 
I was going to say that's like something Confucius would have said, but I doubt that Dick Trickle was reading the greater works of uh, Confucius. So where what is Kenny's status for this week? So people have seen you, I'm sure, on Twitter and Facebook. You'd have a lot of fun down there. What about the rest of the week? So, yeah, we just got done racing seven straight nights in a row out at Volusia Speedway with our Toyota dirt car. Our best finish was third. There was 104 cars every night. We didn't get what we wanted to. We've been answering everybody. What happened to Kenny Wallace? And I said, hey, we had an off week. Please forgive us. We'll get back to St. Louis. Regroup. We'll get back to our winning ways. But what's going on now is uh, myself and Buddha are staying here in Daytona for my sponsor, UNOH University. Uh, and I'm going to be inside the Daytona Speedway starting on Thursday. They call it the UNOH Fan Zone. It's really awesome. All the fans go inside the Daytona Speedway. Beer, food, fun in the sun, watch the cars go around the racetrack. And we have a nice uh, area set up where I will be signing autographs one hour every day. And then we always have the university kids uh, showing the fans how what they've learned in college, which is uh, taking a motor, uh, putting it together, taking it apart, and starting it up. So um, come see me inside the Daytona Speedway starting on Thursday every day until the Daytona 500. All right, and there's always a little bit of beefing and uh, complaining when it comes to drivers. And So the clash is something, right? The Daytona clash, is that what Harvick said needs to go? Well, you know, listen, uh, it's no different. I always try to compare NASCAR to Major League Baseball or NHL or you know NFL. You know, we, we always want change. We always want things to, you know, live in this new modern society, I think. I always say there's a societal shift. You know, everybody wants things different now. You know, we want baseball to move faster. We want to review things that the umps get them wrong. So uh, the clash is, is thought of as an all-star fun race at Daytona because it is speed weeks. It's two weeks long. Let's race. Well, the clash causes a lot of wrecks because there's no points. It doesn't matter. It's all about money. And so what happened on Sunday is it was threatening rain and Jimmy Johnson made a last minute move uh, he literally made a small error in judgment. Now, Jimmy Johnson won the race, but it literally wrecked the entire field, destroyed everybody's cars, probably $10 million worth of damage on all the race cars. And here's why. Jimmy Johnson said something that was incredible. The airport, the commercial airport, is right behind the racetrack. Jimmy Johnson was so smart, he said, I saw the strobe lights of the plane landing, but I could not see the airplane. So I knew the rain was coming. There was 20 laps to go, but I knew I had to make my move now because I knew rain was moving in. Well, when he made the move, it wrecked everybody. So everybody's saying, you know, this this race has just gone crazy. It's no fun. There's nobody in the grandstands. You know, so everybody has their own opinion. It's Kenny Wallace. He's in Daytona, the 500 this Sunday. You can see it on Fox, the great American race. And I guess if you're a, a racer, you're used to this at this point, especially a NASCAR driver. But I think for sports fans that are trying to still get on board or are kind of new to NASCAR, they never quite figure it out, right, that the Super Bowl 
is first. I know you still have the points title and everything, but the biggest race of the year is first. For some fans, can you explain that to them? Is there a way they can get their head around that? Yeah, it, it, it's it's tradition. It's no different than going down to Bush Stadium and seeing our heroes that don't play the game, like Mike Shannon or Ozzie Smith, and they're down there with, with the players. It's tradition. It's, it's, it's what they do. It's, it's the cardinal way. It's like, hey, look at our heroes. They're not even playing, but they're down there. And it's allowed. It's something the Cardinals do. Well, same thing with NASCAR. You know, before NASCAR became so popular, they did it because, you know, it's 10 degrees in St. Louis, and, oh, my God, look at this. We can go to Daytona. It's 85 degrees, and we can race. Hey, let's have a 500-mile race. Well, 50 years ago, we never knew it was going to be this popular. Along came TV, and now, now for some reason, our biggest race is the Daytona 500, and the reason it is on this date is because they thought, let's hold a race now because the weather is horrible all over the United States. And we just, we just never changed it. And it's just tradition. And you're at an outback. So uh, Brian Hoffman over there said, we should have Kenny rank. You're, you go to the chain sometimes, whether it's a Ruby Tuesdays and Applebee's, there's the Chili's. Do you have a, do you have a top two or three here? Or is there such a thing as a Kenny Wallace uh, restaurant chain rankings. Yeah, one hundred percent. Well, <laughs> no, the, or, yeah. First of all, Texas Roadhouse. You might as well forget about them. They're so popular. They serve so much food that you can't even get in them. You know, out there in Arnold, Missouri, we're all broke, but somehow everybody finds enough money. <laughs> that everybody isn't that crazy about life. They can't, nobody can afford anything, but by God, they can all pack it into Texas Roadhouse. And uh, so I would say Texas Roadhouse. Between Texas Roadhouse and Cracker Barrel, that is the number one chain. You can never get in. Uh, you know, Olive Garden is right there, too. Uh, but I love Outback Steakhouse. It fits, it fits my style because it's like surf and turf. I can come to Outback Steakhouse, and I can get my lobster, my fish, my lean food. And, uh, you know, this Outback Steakhouse here in Daytona just kicks total butt. You wearing a Boone, you wearing a white T-shirt right now? I, I am, but it but it's got Miller Welders on it. <laughs> hey, Buddha got Buddha got some TV time the other day with along with the lovely Kim. Yep, yep. Buddha got some TV time. It was pouring down rain, and uh, Kim, you know, she loves seafood, and she she loves uh, where was we at? I forgot. Uh, Joe's Crab Shack. Yeah, Joe's Crab Shack. It's pretty cool in Daytona because it's built out over the ocean on a pier. And it was pouring down rain. And Kim said, damn it, we got to go to Joe's Crab Shack. Now, listen, there, there's better seafood joints here, like North Turn or Deck Down Under. And the locals get mad at me when I go to Joe's Crab Shack. But we had to go. It was a good time. And, yep, Buddha, Buddha uh, got some good TV time there, and we made some memories. It's like uh, Letterman used to say there'd be guys in Vegas and they'd be walking around like, hey, can you buy me lunch or can you buy me? And they'd, he'd say, well, you got a stack of money. He's like, oh, yeah, no, no, that's my gambling money. So every, every, everybody's got money when they need it for something that they really care about. But otherwise, no, I don't have any money. Your friends in college, they'd say, oh, I don't need any money. And then I'd see them at the bar like, oh, I had beer money. I was just looking for something to eat. And I'm like, oh. Oh, you know what? I love you saying this, Mark, because that's the way us rednecks are out in Arnold. We keep our coupons. We packed the Arnold Movie Theater on Tuesday nights because it's $5 a night. 
we're broke as hell. But yeah, we can go down and watch our blues play and pay ten dollars a damn beer. So it just goes to show you're exactly right. <laughs> Kenny, have a great time down there at the Daytona. We encourage everybody to check out the race this Sunday on Fox. Okay, thanks, gang. Bye bye. There he is. Kenny Wallace, quick with the rankings too. He goes to the Cracker Barrel occasionally. By him. Now, I'm not a big chain guy. I support the local. I'm all about the local. But Kenny knows inside Cracker Barrel. I think it's when we normally got him. Was it the Ruby Tuesday? He was on a real stretch there where it was like yes. every Tuesday. And it was fitting. Which didn't make his list, though, right? I don't think they made it. No. Maybe He's just a big went. fan of Texas Roadhouse, but he doesn't go there anymore because it's it was, too crowded. It was the old Yogi Berra line, yes. right? No oh, one goes, goes there anymore. It's, it's too crowded. crowded. That's what it sounded like. <laughs> hey, Schnooks is a great sponsor of this show. And if you're looking for Valentine's Day ideas, doesn't matter if we're talking about some chocolate dipped strawberries or flowers, all of that. Grab a card. One-stop shopping if you're scrambling here late in the game. Schnooks has got you covered. And, in fact, Thursday on Valentine's Day, we're going to be there at one of our area schnooks. We continue the world tour. I don't think Tuna is live that night. We've got Illinois basketball on Thursday, but our world tour will continue. This is the one in O'Fallon off of Monticello Plaza, which I think is actually right near a Cracker Barrel. I recall passing a schnooks and then also passing a Cracker Barrel when we were at the one further down in O'Fallon. I remember being at that one, yeah. Yes. This one is a little closer, I think, to Highway K. O'Fallon, Missouri. Yes. I saw you pointing, and I thought you were pointing towards Illinois. I don't know which way I'm That away. Okay. We'll be in O'Fallon, Missouri on Thursday, which is, in fact, Valentine's Day starting at 10 a.m. I think it's going to be me, Rammer, and TJ starting things out at 10 a.m. Bottom line, if you need something last minute, Schnooks has got you covered. Of course they do. And we love the fact they added the Schnooks 19. Those were 19 shopping saves that were going to close. Would have been tough on some neighborhoods not having a grocery store right up the street, and Schnooks stepped in. And has converted them. They did the schnookification, I believe, on all of those outlets. And now there are 19 extra stores around town for you to stop by. And Schnooks Delivers. You can always do that online at schnooksdelivers.com. Uh, just enough time, I think, for uh, the end of the day. I think we got enough time. Okay, when's the end of the day? At the end of the day, it's going to be tough to tell someone they might not be in it. At the end of the day, even though there's moments where you're like, oh, I, you know, I don't want to do this. Uh, Martin, I asked Frank this yesterday. I'll ask you. Um, because you, you're now a golf aficionado after the PGA Championship last August. Phil Mickelson winning um, at Pebble Beach over the weekend. The U.S. Open is at Pebble Beach. This summer, the one major he has yet to win. Is this the year for Phil? Uh, the easy money would say no. Not to be a wet blanket, but <sighs> he has won that uh, AT&T Pebble Beach deal five times. Uh, let's. I'll put him in my top ten. Cracker Barrel, Phil, Texas Roadhouse, Texas Roadhouse. Okay, I'd say he's got a, he's got a chance, but probably not. Blues Devils tonight. I won't ask you if you think they'll win because you answered that already. How about will they be tied with the Dallas Stars for the third spot in the Central Division at the end of the night? Dallas at Florida tonight. Blues two points behind. Two points back. I'll say Blues win. You know, I'm going to say Dallas loses. Okay. I'm going to say it's a it's a perfect case scenario. Then we have to ask Strickland tomorrow, if this is what you want, do you want to be in that 2-3 deal where you're playing a Nashville, possibly Winnipeg, but more likely Nashville, 
be great fun. Seven-game series right out of the gate, especially after what just happened. We had the unfair puck drop that the Predators, drop. <laughs> the Predators were if victimized by. If you do by. face Nashville in the postseason, you do have to have something unfair puck drop related at the Enterprise Center. Yeah, I, oh, like how Mar- I, like, I like how Martin's entire comment to that was, we're just going to put that in our back pocket, and next time we have anything go wrong... <laughs> Am I right? I mean, hey, we have a long history of complaining and whining and saying, woe is us. You know, in fact, I'm going to step out and say, we've had a long history of unfair puck drops in this city. Yes. Kicks to the shorts by Kroenke and others. There's all kinds of that stuff. That was an unfair puck drop. That the was Rams an unfair puck drop. No, we got to get the high school chant. Unfair puck drop when they're on the ice. But the question would be, would you be better off being a wild card team and not being in that division thing right away? But I don't know. Strick sort of... <laughs> thought it would be great if you well, were like... Well, right now, when it's slated, you're facing Winnipeg, I believe. And that's a team that's given you all sorts that's of That's a heavy fits. team. Yes. They play a heavy game. Yes, they've given you issues. Uh, Boyle Man texting in, Ruby Tuesdays and Arnold closed. They took away its home field. So maybe oh, that's is that why, right? Perhaps that's why they didn't Did you know list. that or somebody texted Someone in? texted that in. Yeah, that's too bad. I'm not sure when the last time it was I wasn't on. Because I do so. I do think, well, we were there. We did the show from there. That would have been the last time then. Schnooks, yeah. We're at the Schnooks near that's the water it. tower. Yeah. I think that was a former shop and save. But I think Kenny is such a creature of habit that he would have kept going. That makes sense that it closed. Gang, I am here outside the Ruby Twos, and nobody told me they closed. <laughs> and he would just do the hit from outside. Uh, Derek Jeter is speaking. The uh, the Marlins, who last year traded uh, the at the time reigning MVP Giancarlo Stanton, uh, an outfielder coming off a, a career year in Marcelo Zuna, and then the future National League MVP Christian Yelich, and then just recently dealt away uh, an All Star caliber catcher and. JT uh, Realmuto, and not only that, dealt him within the division to the Philadelphia Phillies. That's the part I didn't get because <laughs> the only other team, though, I remembered hearing was the Braves for yes. a while. <laughs> yeah, you probably, if you're trying to win, which I guess they're not, you, well, you would consider that. Jeter has spoken. He has zero patience. He wants the Marlins to be competitive now. He wants them to win now. Um, That makes no sense. This is one of those things where the actions of an organization and what they're saying are in direct co- contrast with each other. Rocky and I are splitting a large pizza right now and here's we how, are here's how you win. expecting I have to lose weight immediately. <laughs> here's how you start. Find a way to get two borderline two, two MVP caliber um, outfielders. Supplement them with a third all-star level outfielder. If you can get that, I bet you the Marlins got a really good, solid foundation. They can run with it. Now, so this is from the Associated Press. It's you're saying to be... they could go out and get them. So, you know, you get yourself like a Stanton, maybe yeah. a Yelich, maybe an Ozuna. And then I'm not, get... I mean, I'm not saying just those three, but I mean, if you could somehow package them all together at the same time in your city, that'd be pretty special. This is from the Associated Press, which is meant to be impartial. <laughs> uh, quote, I have no Where patience, go, Jeter huh? said. I have zero patience. I have been preaching it. I don't have it. Adding the AP... The Marlins had the worst record in the National League and the fourth, fourth worst record in all of Major League Baseball last season and just traded away the best player from their 2018 club, catcher JT Realmuto, to the Phillies. And odds makers say the Marlins will be one of the longest shots in baseball this year, which didn't amuse Jeter. I don't know who he thinks he's fooling, right? And the fans aren't going to buy it. They read the paper. They so see- you've traded away all your best players, but we're trying to win. Um... Can't buy that. How about the fact that Dr. Chaffetz, and again, he didn't really chime in on this. He did tell me he was part of that group that was buying the Marlins and Jeter was going to be the face and running. 
He didn't want to get into it, but the report I read was that Chaffetz, with his money, who apparently almost got the Milwaukee Bucks, who's given SLU $27 million, just gave away a million a couple weeks ago for some startup venture comp- venture capital. But won't give us money for our show? Uh, we haven't talked to him about it yet. Okay. It's in the works. He'll do it. We're cheaper than that. But apparently, according to reports, he had concerns about Jeter being the one running the team. This Jeter guy keeps talking about trading everyone good away and having a bad team. Not sure I'm behind that uh, that kind of philosophy. Yeah. This is not jiving. Something about giving away our best player to the team he played for his entire career. This doesn't seem like a good mix. All right. The uh, good people at TripAdvisor have put together, read the reviews, and here are the top ten large chains in the United States per reviews on TripAdvisor.com. Some of these I haven't heard of. Like number ten, Blaze Pizza. That's LeBron's uh, pizza place. Is it? Oh, yes. they're, they're, That's the one that he bigger around town. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's two locations, I think. Yeah, yeah. there's Did uh, not know that. Not one for about a here. year, and then one opened up, I think, like Richmond a month Heights. ago. Yes. Number Where? nine, the Corner Bakery Cafe. Eight, Jason's Deli. Seven, First Watch. Six, In-N-Out Burger. Five, The Mellow Mushroom. Kenny will be happy about this. Four, Texas Roadhouse. Three, Bonefish Grill. Two. These are not Larry Nichols' rankings. No. This is an actual okay. no. Two, The Cheesecake Factory. And number one. P.F. Chang's. Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. Okay. So oh. we, we were kind of in a realm earlier of well, similar Does it vibe. say something about St. Louis that we have maybe four of the top ten? I think about any city will have four of the top <laughs> ten, probably. Which ones don't we have? The Corner Deal? Yeah. Um, we got a Bonefish. Do we have, do we have the, the Mushroom one? Yeah, Metal yeah, Mushroom. Metal mushroom. Yeah. Metal mushroom. Yeah. Right. We had our Marquette Watch Party. I forgot about that. Right over here on uh, Watson Road. Wait, you, you guys successfully had a watch party? Oh, Marquette. Okay. I thought, I thought maybe. Yeah. Okay. Is that Watson or is it Lindbergh? It's Lindbergh. Lindbergh, I think. Yeah. It's the old Growlers location. They rebuilt a beautiful spot. Oh. Metal Mushroom. Now I know what you're talking about. You guys excited for tonight? They will finally, for 2019, crown Best in Show at Madison Square Garden. The Hound Group, the Toy Group, the Non-Sporting Group, and the Herding Group had their rounds. Last night, tonight, the Sporting Group, the Working Group, and the Terrier Group before we finally dub Best in Show. Will the winner come out of tonight's groups or last night's groups i think i saw the winner last night it was this dog this dog had an incredible run it was a dog it, it broke it broke the record but it was sad at the time it was incredible i don't know okay. I, I can't remember what talk what kind of dog it was but it was, it was awesome what was i'm sorry there I'm was like sorry. five or six clips floating Martin, around. Martin, there Martin, honestly, like, there i had five a, I, no i had a there frank were like moment. six clips floating around twitter That's no the only i had I a frank moment and i had something i had to respond to which is terrible it's unfair i apologize to the academy so am I picking a type of dog? Well, I guess, yeah, <laughs> you, you could. I'm not sure if a Shih Tzu made it or not. I don't see the Shih Tzu. So I didn't know Just if you were going to give us a group. Always wins terri- well, well, I was thinking it would be a little dog. Like a terrier wins okay. everything. They, they like separate. Kind of the hound group was a dachshund. The okay. toy group, which I guess is what you're talking about, was a Havanese. I don't know what a Havanese looks Havanese like. Is. So if you do want to uh, entertain yourself on Netflix, my wife and I are watching it over the weekend. There is a series called, like, a week out or seven days out or something. And it's about prepping for a big event. Like one was a huge restaurant opening up and one was the Westminster dog show. And if you thought best in show was an exaggeration of it, it is not. These people are insane. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it is not at all an exaggeration. It These is people watch, like though. talk about their dog's personalities and what they like and don't like. They absolutely project themselves onto a four legged animal. 
It was entertaining to watch. It's a Mad Men episode. It's like, oh, he's really upset right now. The dog seems fine. That's the end of the day. That's the end of the day. But before the end of the day, a word about Triad Bank, which, again, is a St. Louis-based bank. So if you're a business owner looking to expand, you call over there. They know how to get things done in this town. Also on the web at triadbanking.com, located on Clayton Road, one block west of Lindbergh in Frontenac. You can't miss it right across there. There's some chain. Brio is probably a pseudo chain. Yeah. Bricktop is kind of a chain. We've got those rock, huh? Things are looking up. And then you got you got the Sugos over there. Is, <laughs> remember, I went up and down Manchester, <laughs> name and restaurant. I go up and down Clayton Road. A Sugos, a great spot for spaghetti and meatballs. Right next to that is Triad Bank. And again, if you want to expand your business, talk to them about a small business loan or just your banking needs. If you want a neighborhood-friendly bank where they actually are nice to you, it's not just the cool pens that they give. It's the fact that they have people there behind the counter. How many banks have you walked in where there's like a huge counter and there's one person behind there? They actually have people working at their bank. What a novel concept that is. Triad Bank, one of our great sponsors. Stop by and see them in front. Now, what, a, what a great show it was. We had blood sludging with Dr. Rick, blood I believe. Blood sludging. But that was, that was a pleasant thing to hear on the drive in. Yeah, he kind of, he's good at deterring your appetite. Yeah, usually. that's why you have him on like at 1130 yes. every week. Just, you know, he says... 241, so we're about a little over an hour and a half away from that craving time. Yes. When you're supposed to avoid eating or smoking pot near a tiger. We kind of recommend that. And we it was found that out. 240 hours a year thinking about food, which is about how long we do on this show asking for free food. Yeah, I'm going to go say the over under on all of us is probably. Over. I'm thinking Frank pushed that number a little higher. It's not our fault. We're right next to a bar. We see food every time we look outside. Frank's the outlier on the, <laughs> in, the in the data model. Two forty. That's it. That's uh, thanks to Kenny Wallace checking in from Daytona. Chuck Marlowe live from Jupiter, Florida, and Mark Lamping again in town tomorrow. Sort of a Jesuit speakers series. He's a Rockhurst alum. I think you could probably still get in. It's Rockhurst. Dot edu slash Mark Lamping. Rockers.edu slash Mark Lamping. I'll be over there with him in the morning. We've got a little Q&A talking about his experience there at a Jesuit school, but also his fascinating career. That's tomorrow morning at the MAC West. Stay tuned because the hard line is coming up next. Gradually.